You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm only water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ, rearranger. You feel my danger. time welcome to the nooner show with jay dubs and denise brennan nelson we're broadcasting live from the podcast detroit studios in rock and royal oak michigan you can find us at podcastdetroit.com it's nooner time somebody bring me a mirror Hello, hello. It's first day of winter, Denise. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, it's the 21st, right? Yeah, it is. Wow. So I thought you were going to call in today. It's <laughs> like a holiday. Actually, I was thinking about the roads, thinking, who? I wonder how many more weeks Jackie can drive around drive. on these. Yeah. But it's not bad. The no, roads are actually no. pretty good. No, it's not bad yeah. at all, except it's cold. Oh, yeah, I know. And today I know wasn't too bad. Yesterday no, was cold. The wind. Though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Don't you love how everybody talks about the weather? It's such a big part of our lives. I know. But you know what? Um, John Paul gets mad at me. He's like, this is Michigan, you know? They, oh, they, get over it. Yeah, they get over it. Way to go, but the John old, Paul. I know. But the older I'm getting, the less I'm liking it. Oh, right. I, well, that's why so many Ugh. people go to Arizona and Florida. Yeah. I used to always mm-hmm. think, why would you go somewhere like that? Oh. But I get it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where would you go? I would not go to Florida. Ohio, probably. I'd go to Key West. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, Ohio. I'd go back there. No, well, I wouldn't mind like the Carolinas or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even, I mean, even Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, Tennessee gets bad weather, though, once in a while, don't they? Yeah, probably. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to go too far away from my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to go too far away from me either. But speaking of kids. Oh. You had... Yes, you had college a- graduation this past weekend. Oh. Aw, yeah. congratulations, Olivia. Oh, I yeah. know, Olivia, yeah, Olivia, just, way to go. God, I'll tell you, it was, I was so emotional. Really? Oh, my God. I just, it's so bittersweet. It's like, okay, here's another chapter closed and, yeah. you know. Moving on. Was yeah. she emotional? Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, at the end, she was. Well, you know, a lot's going on. Her her very best friend is moving to Tennessee oh. um, the first week of January. And yeah, so it's like a lot of changes all at once. And Olivia had a great time up at school. I mean, yes. you know, she lived the college experience and had a great experience. Now what? What's next? Well, she starts her internship in January working in a hospital and okay. then... Um, Knowing Olivia, her goals are she wants to run a hospital one day and she'll probably do it. Tell her to come this way, though, so that, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we're old, we oh, yeah. can go to the hospital that she's running. Sure. Well, I want home care. Yeah. And that mean, I, that doesn't mean I want to be in a home. That means I want her to come <laughs> home and take care of me. My kids, yeah. My kids always threaten me when I say, so. Oh, be careful, Mom. We're picking out your... Yeah. You were picking out your home care. Yeah. <laughs> now, Frankie, um, your daughter graduated as well. Yeah, she graduated from Michigan State. This yeah, you congratulations. Know, you Thanks, told me yeah. that. You don't look old enough to have a kid that graduated from college. Thank you. Yeah, I was young. So, I wait, do young. I look old enough? Because <laughs> she didn't say fact. anything about that. <laughs> Uh, no, you don't either, but I knew yeah, sure. you had a kid in college. <laughs> no, nice, I, was a, nice I was a mess. I was a puddle for sure. You were? Really tough. Yeah, it was, it was hard. To uh, get is this your first a, kid? That Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was pretty crazy. Did she live the college life? She she went to Western, and then she transferred to UAD, and then she transferred to Michigan State. So, um, she, But she's not like – Michigan State's a party school. She's not a partier. Um, she's – 
She doesn't like the way alcohol tastes yet. Mm-hmm. yet. So, <laughs> That's great. She got yeah, through so college she's, without. Yeah. So she's pretty, she's, you know, mm-hmm. she's pretty chill with it. Now, her but. name's Amanda, right? Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Amanda. Yeah. Um, now, and I and saw Olivia. what. It, yes. And I saw what you posted on um, Facebook about uh, Amanda and her, what you were feeling when she was um, graduating. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't expect the Barbara Walters interview. Hold on. I got to collect myself. On that one. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. No. Well, she, I was very young. So like, and, and when, so when she was born, there was a lot of years of trying to figure out how to support her just to mm-hmm. get her, just to get through the week, much less through a university. So, so that's like, and you know, so a lot like me and her mom overcame a lot along that way. And, and so did she, you know, she, she, uh, yeah, you know, she, 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 she did, she really did. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, it was, it, I was less, we all know like college, a college degree doesn't mean success necessarily. Right. Right. But what I saw her go through during that time and still getting, you know, I think she graduated with three nine or something. Wow. So, wow. Which, which I don't think I ever got over a two six. <laughs> so you were in our, you were with yeah. us. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> look she, at how brilliant we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll convince myself. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So just the work ethic to get through that is yeah. what I, you know, that that's that's the part of it that makes me feel safe with her going forward. Is I've right. I've already seen her go through good right. point. Time, what does she know. want to do? She's in business right now. Okay. Um, she had a um, she had an internship in New York City this last summer with um, Cosmopolitan magazine, Ooh. which which she dug. And um, so I don't know. I don't know if she's going to stay here or go there. But I know it's. It's job hunt time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you're back and forth. Are you here? Yeah. Are you in Detroit more than New York? Or now I am. Yeah. Now I'm in Detroit more than New York. Okay. Yeah. I probably go out once. A, I either go to Nashville or New York once a month usually. Oh, two good places. Well, congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good job thank on you me as well. So, anyway, so Olivia um, is home now, and I haven't seen her because she just came home today. So, and she called me on my way down. She's and- home cleaning. No, no, it's, uh, we got we got everything all set up for her and all ready. And um, she called me on my way down. She goes, "So, um, how do I make the coffee?" <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute, how long were you're you gone? Col- you're a college yeah. graduate, but how do I make the coffee, Mom?" Okay. Well, yeah. I guess uh, I guess Tim Hortons is in Lapeer or Starbucks is in Lapeer. There you, you go. If that's what you're used to. But, so she's uh, going to be there till she. Yeah, well, she has to get through internship, and then after that, um, you know, she'll look for a job, and then get her debt cleaned up and wow. so probably forever no yeah <laughs> no I was thinking about it. it's got to be really hard I was telling John Paul yesterday I said you know I said she had such a great experience she had a beautiful apartment brand new apartment um huge apartment um and now she has to come home and live with mom and dad that's just got to be awful right no <laughs> so kidding. I, I'm really bracing myself yeah to be patient I with think her. it is hard when your adult kids come back Right. After having all that freedom and doing what right. they want and on their time. And, exactly. And then to have to meld that back together. Well, because it's not like we stopped parenting. I didn't no. stop parenting. She just didn't take my calls. Right. You know, <laughs> but now, so, now you can just knock yeah. on the door. Yeah. And- Hey, Olivia. Yeah. What time are you going to be home? Where oh, are you going? She's yeah. a good kid. No, I wouldn't I know. mind having her She is a good kid. Around. She's fun. So, anyway, well, so you, Christmas. Christmas is here. And you mm-hmm. know what I have in front of me here? What? I have a, a little Christmas trivia. Can okay. We, can we play? Sure. Okay. Where's the bell? Okay. Okay. Here. Yeah. We've got to give the bell? a bell to Frankie. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. Can, do I get another glass of wine when I win? Oh, yeah. 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 You can have the bottle. You can have the whole bottle. Is, yeah. is, I have to ask, is every Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday? Yes. It's It's something... Something. There's a sip on this. Gotcha. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, if you know the answer, ring your bell. Ready? Okay. Yeah. How many times does, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. how many times does, oh, I can't <laughs> talk. How many times does Santa check his list? Twice. Twice. He's making oh, a list. A He's checking one. it twice. Okay. Here. Okay. It would have been a laugh to see mommy doing what last night? I be saw naughty. Mommy. Be naughty. No, kissing I, Santa. Yeah, 
kissing Santa Claus. Okay, so in that song, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You know that song? Yeah. The Grinch is as cuddly as a... I didn't know this one. You Cat- know it? Cactus. Oh! Good wow, Jessica, a good one. I love that movie. Okay, <laughs> my kids do too. That's their favorite Christmas movie. This one awesome. foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say what? Rudolph, with your nose so bright. One more. Won't you guide my sleigh? Come on, you're a singer. There you go. <laughs> this, I usually wake up at this time, so this is my morning. That's voice. true. <laughs> Here he is playing Christmas trivia. He's saying, "What the hell did I get myself into?" Okay, good tidings to you and all of your what? Good friends. Oh, good tidings to you and all of your kin. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, God, yes. I'm killing this. Okay, what did Frosty the Snowman do when they placed the magic hat on his head? Melted. He began to dance around. Dance oh. around. Who was seated next right. to me a day or two ago in the song Jingle Bells? Do, 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 do. Was seated by my side. Me. <laughs> I was seated next to you. Well, was that this, last week? This could be you. Her name's Miss Fanny Bright. <laughs> <laughs> Fanny Bright? As long as it's not Miss Fanny Big. <laughs> okay, we're almost done. Okay. Santa Claus is also na- known by another name. What is it? Jesus. <laughs> For some people. Oh, oh, that's such a better answer than the real answer. What is it? What is Dring, it, Frankie? Dring, Dring, Dring. Uh, Chris Kringle. Oh, that I, mm. that's not the answer I had, what? but that's true. Wait, isn't that... What names the Santa Claus has? Saint Nick. Oh. Saint Nicholas. Saint Jackie. Chris Kringle. You get points Is that wrong? No, you get no, points on Chris I think you get yeah, points. You, you I think you should I get extra that's a points. Question. You didn't do the right research. <laughs> you're right. That's Chris Kringle and Saint Nicholas. Jesus oh. is such a better answer. <laughs> I think so. It is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was really good. How many reindeer usually pull Santa's sleigh on a clear night? Nine. Well. Eleven. Seven. Seven? Eleven? Five? Twelve? Six? No. So let's say him. On oh no, we're not saying. Okay, <laughs> come on. No, we're not saying. Dasher, because I know which one you are. Dasher, dancer, oh, prancer, God. vixen, comet, cupid, donner, and blitzen. <laughs> you're dumber. No, I'm right? no, I'm vixen. Oh, I'm vixen. Oh, you're you're vixen. blitzen. All right, All right, whatever. One more. Okay. Santa has a naughty and a nice list. Yeah. Which one are you on? I'm definitely on the nice. <laughs> and you, Frankie. He's still thinking. He's about still it. sleeping. Yeah, I'm going to need. I'm going to need, need to calculate some things before I answer that. <laughs> Depends on the day, right? Yeah. He's got to right. pull out his list. All right. Well, thank you for oh, playing. Oh, that's good. My, I love like my trivia fun. games. Frankie okay. doesn't know that though. But well, anyway, so real quick though, yeah. I know you are doing for the very first time. Your family is going to do the uh, white elephant exchange. Yes. What is the white elephant? Because well, John's family's been doing it for you know, fifteen years, I think. And I, we do it every, you know, Christmas, the white elephant. But I don't know what it means. Like, what is a I white elephant? I was going to look it up and I forgot. Oh, I was okay. too busy doing my trivia. Trivia? So, okay. Uh, but I always, when someone says white elephant, I think of that meaning that you're supposed to bring a gift that nobody really wants. Oh. Like a gag gift. Uh-huh. And I'm not okay. sure if that's true or not. Um, you know, a gift exchange is what we're doing. I. You know, yeah, that's what a we're legit, doing too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, gift. it is legit. But you do the whole stealing somebody's right. gift and right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that the fun part of it should be that you have to find a twenty or twenty five dollar gift right. that is that somebody would be like, "Wow, I never." Oh, see, we do all uh, like most of the people will exchange like a gift card. Well, that's dumb. Then go on and buy yourself a gift card. Oh well, what what did you get? I actually had to get three, one for me, one for Bob, and one for Rachel. Okay. And two of them are games. Like mm, one of them one is of a those. Tar- yeah, you know I love games. But it's, it's fun- funny. I but just we have, have to kids tell that you. are in the, yeah. you know, like 18, 19 year old kids. So I just have to tell you something funny about that because yeah. on his side of the family, there's uh, one of the sisters yeah. who does games all the time and everybody <laughs> returns it. Nobody ever wants the, the game. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm sure there are probably well, You know, tell her to come to our Christmas. Yes, yeah, she would fit in. Yeah. She's great, though. She would. Okay. Isn't that funny how some families love games and some don't? Yeah. Frankie, right. do you like games? Mm-hmm. Do you just play cards? Just do you play euchre? Ones. I don't. No. Yeah. yeah any cards? Either. Poker? Not really. No, I don't play, really play any. Chess? No, 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 I think okay. I mean, just drinking games. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. played drinking beer games yeah. probably more recently. <laughs> beer pong, beer pong's probably yeah. the most yeah. recent game I played, or um, 
what's the one where you take the beanbag and throw it? Cornhole. Oh yeah, cornhole. cornhole. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the last game I might have played. Actually, and have, have you ever done the ladder golf one with the, yeah, oh. with the balls? <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard it referred to as horse balls. That's yeah, the, we that's call them Bob's balls, but <laughs> oh. I'm sure he hasn't played with the. He hasn't played that game. No, Bob's never. Balls. <laughs> no, that would be just your game. I have so many things uh-huh. going through my head. Right yeah, now. I'm sure. And you're I'm pretty gonna, slap happy. So <laughs> I'm not going to say one of them. That's okay. All right. we, you don't have to say anything. We have it figured out. You do. So I right, well, are on. on the Let's naughty list. Let's get to list. our guests because I you have are on the naughty list. Tons of questions. I know. So let's go. All right, let's it's go. That time. Time for What's the Wish, What's the Way? And this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. At the age of 17, Detroit musician Frankie Jason Turner was pursuing the rock star dream fronting the popular band The Gentleman Mutineers. Within a short time, Frankie was signed to a developmental deal with a major label. While it seemed as though his destiny was defined, like most most success stories, the path took many different turns and the direction changed. Today, Frankie is an entrepreneur involved in all aspects of the music business, from writing to producing to entertaining. He's a partner at Zen Bulldog Entertainment in New York City, alongside prominent entertainment attorney Tommy Valentino, as well as being signed to BMG, also out of New York City. So how did he get there? We're ready to find out. Welcome to the Nooner Show, Frankie Jason Turner. Thank you. Welcome. So let's go back to the beginning, okay. your childhood, and go back to what kind of a kid were you? I mean, what, oh, when did I'm you get interested... <laughs> So nothing's changed. No. Really no when did think. you get interested in music? I don't I don't really remember not being interested in music for some reason. Um my mom was really into the Beatles and um so was my older cousins who um who like I hung out with a lot. So like there was always that going. So I think that was more interesting to me than I used to play being the Beatles, like with tennis rackets and stuff. Um, but, and, and I didn't know that there was any music bands other than the Beatles for like a really, really long mm-hmm. time. I was probably like 11 or 12. Um, but I heard other music. So I, I don't know. Like I, it's always, I think I always wanted to do it. Um, Did yeah. you take lessons at a young age or um, cause your parents took, weren't musicians? Were no, they? no, okay. nobody in my family really. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, I took, uh, piano lessons for I think four years, which I recall absolutely none of. Um, <laughs> and then I took, uh, and then they got cooler in my teenage years to play guitar. Okay. So um, I took lessons from a guy named Paul Kramer, who um, I know he plays for um, Mitch Ryder now. Oh, okay. Quite a bit, but um, just an amazing guitar player, mm-hmm. and, and actually an, an amazing <laughs> he. I think he realized pretty early into teaching me that um, he didn't have like the next Eddie Van Halen on his hands with guitar. (laughs) So he, he, um, he, I got up courage to play him songs I'd written when I was like 14 or 15. And so my, my guitar lessons would be him writing songs with me um, for the lesson. So, and he, 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 he played a big part in me meeting a lot of people in the area. He was just a cool guy. Like, mm-hmm. like I think about it now and he seems so much older, but I was probably 14. He was probably like 22, but you'd think most 22 year olds were like into their own thing. But right. He was just a, he was just a, he was a rip, like a, he was a mentorish type person for mm. sure. Really good guy. He's still in this area. He plays out all the time. Hmm. What, when did you know that you wanted to write? When did you start writing songs? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm pretty young. Um, Did you write poetry? No, no, no. That seems too artsy for me. Like that's <laughs> really, a, yeah. Like, that, like and you don't think artsy. songwriting is artsy? I guess, yeah, I guess. I I think of songwriting as craft more than. Mm. But I mean, it's it certainly like there's people that take that take it to an art form level, but I can't. I can only think of it as a craft and be able to do it. You know, like you know, my grandfather used to build like wooden things in his garage. <laughs> And like, I, I'm just building things out of like sounds. It's to me that it's not that different. That's you know? interesting. But that's, that's the way I have to like 
because there's just so much great music in the past and mm-hmm. currently. And that's to me, that's the, it's the only way to not get intimidated by everything great that's out there. You know, isn't that or has been. That's a good point. That's a that's a I mean, how do you not get intimidated by yeah, the, just just do it. Do I your mean, own thing. Yeah, just do the work. Just just work at it. Well, take us through the whole journey. Sorry. Take take us through the journey, okay? So you got uh, when you were seventeen. How did this happen? You fronted your own band, right? Yeah, uh, um, with well, your no, brother. Actually, or? no that that came up. The the mutineers came later. Um, oh, okay. At at seventeen, so this Paul Kramer um, was my guitar teacher, and he was working with a producer named Vinny Poncia, who had worked with Ringo. Star and Kiss and and all these and and uh, Phil Spector back in the sixties, um, he's from New York, and uh, they were recording. Paul's band was recording at um, DC Drive Studio, which was Brian Pistoria. It was his band studio. Okay, with the same producer of Brian's bands, Adrenaline and DC Drive. Mm-hmm. So this producer went to my guitar teacher Paul and said. You know, I really want to form like a, like an in-sync new kids on the block type band, but with, but with rock musicians. Mm. He's like, and you work with kids. So do you know anybody? So he was like, I, this kid actually writes pretty good songs. So, so I got introduced to the producer and he got us a development deal at RCA and, um, when you say he got us, who did, he well, get it was just development? me at the time. Um, okay. and then but it was like under a band name, which the band name changed like 17 times. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, but so he went to RCA and said, these are, this is this band. They're all 16, 17 years old and got this development deal. So then the company with a development deal, I don't even know if they give them out anymore. But back then the record company would give you money mm-hmm. to record and, and see how you develop over that period. So we did four songs, sent them to the label. They loved them. We did another three songs, sent them to the label, and they loved them. And they were like, "We need to see this band live." And there really wasn't a band. It was oh, it was wow. me, it was me and some buddies who'd been jamming for a couple months. And but in the studio, it was studio musicians. Yeah. So um, when the when the A and R guy from RCA came out to see what they've invested in, uh, it was. It was a travesty. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. I remember. I remember the A and R guy from RCA sitting in my parents' like gray conversion van, like going around to each person in the band and going like, like you should never play slide guitar again. You were pretty good. You were okay. Like and so that's like years later when American Idol came on. And they were like, Simon's so mean. I was like, Simon ain't nothing. Really? I've seen. You know. So this happened in a van. Oh shoot! The critiquing. Um, yeah, yeah, it was outside the club, I remember. And he just said you guys weren't ready, which we weren't, you know. Yeah. Um, well, how long was how long did he how long was it before he came out? Uh like how much time did you have to pull the band together? Cuz you weeks. didn't have a band. You Yeah, I mean, we were jamming and I think we had we had done a couple gigs up to then, but you know, we were kids just learning how to play for the wow. most part. Yeah. But what you had given them, they loved. So wh- Well, what- that was studio musicians and 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 me at the time. For oh. most. So I think we had the same drummer. Um, the drummer ended up playing in the band. He was a young kid. Uh, he's still around too. Um, but yeah, you know, we just, I mean, overall, we just weren't ready. This was really what it came down to. And it, and that's, you know, I, I can listen back to that stuff and that's readily apparent that we weren't, <laughs> that we weren't ready, you know. But no, it was cool. I mean, it was cool to get, um, it was cool to get exposed to that. Right, really noticed, and- yeah, and I think it's a double-edged thing. Like I think because I got exposed too early, I was kind of sucked in for life, and and then and at the same time, you know, because I I didn't I was accepted to Michigan State back then, and then and didn't go because I didn't want my parents like paying like for Michigan State prices while I was working on this thing. So so yeah, I mean, my it could have taken a lot of uh, turns, but I'm you know I ended up all right. <laughs> I'm what uh, what were you going to go to school for? If you would have oh, gone God. to Michigan State, what do you think? I would have flunked out really quickly. <laughs> Seriously, I just wouldn't have. Had but if any. you couldn't sing, like, what would you want to do? Uh, I don't, I'm just like, 
I'm only interested in a few things. And that like my my daughter actually makes fun of me because they all do. Yeah, no, but she's just like, you know, I'm really only interested in like music and comedy and anything that like I'm really interested in creative like this thing didn't exist yesterday and now it exists. And, and that that's and that's I mean, I've kept doing it for years just because. That's the thing I keep coming back to. So there was no backup plan. It was no. always this was going to be it yeah. in some way. Well, I was going to do and, it, you know, however I ended up. I mean, it just lucked mm-hmm. out that I, you know, I make a living playing. But mm-hmm. but um, that was lucky. But, why you know, that, I would have done something else. Why would you else. call that lucky? I just, because I, I think I was, with that, I was kind of right place, right time and ended up being good at it. Like playing out in front of people mm-hmm. um, and finding a niche for myself. But that happened over like many, many years. That didn't, right. it just certainly didn't happen over. I had tons of, of uh, various manual labor jobs <laughs> over a ten-year <laughs> period. You know. Yeah, but uh, see, that's where I don't think it's luck. I think it's yeah, I many years of doing it and, and not, not giving, giving up, up on it. Sure, so, persevering, right, and knowing that that is what you love. You right. know, yeah. and keep going back to it. I th- I definitely think there was like a. Like, I don't think of it as like a, and that's just me. That's probably me and my personality, but I don't think of it as specifically persevering over anything. But I, but I, like, I do remember a certain point just going like, you know, look, you're going to, you're not going to stop doing this. Cause I think when I, like early on with a young kid to take care of, it was like, it's not responsible to do these things. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up, I could make more money doing those things than I could doing the responsible things. So Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, but I remember like being like, well, you're not going to stop. So just stop, stop, stop putting parameters, stop putting like edges on what you're doing. Just do what, like do the best work you can and stop thinking about where it ends up. And that's any time I've ever taken any kind of step forward in career or life. It's because I've like, I, anything I've ever planned has not come to fruition. (laughs) Like I don't, I'm not a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, you know, my partner is a, an amazing planner and he can plan things down. Whereas like I have to like, and that's why we balance each other out well, but I have to, I have to like forget about the result and just really love what you're doing, what I'm doing. That's awesome. Hmm. So then after that happened, how did you meet Brian Pastoria? So I'm, I met him at the studio at the time, okay. like uh, when I was 17, 18. And, then, and they were the biggest band in Detroit at the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. they're still big. Yeah. They just got in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Michigan Music yeah, Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and they were all charismatic, good people. And mm-hmm. they, they still are. Like, yeah. Every time I see them. So keep going. So after that happened. Well, so after that, um, I found out my daughter was on the way. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so it, it changed things quite a bit. So then over years, over the years, like I worked and I'd always do little projects and like, I always kept doing creative projects. And then I did, um, I did improv comedy for a long time locally, um, and got to know that scene. I had a comedy duo, like a musical comedy duo that we opened for all these big comedians. And, but for me, it was like, it, it was more than a hobby, but it wasn't like, Oh, this is, you know, we're going to, this is going to land somewhere and I'm going to mm-hmm. be famous and stuff like that. At that point, because my main concentration was just like taking care of the kids in my house, you know? Yeah. So, like, um, so, you know, as time progressed and my kids got older and, and less like hands on and, uh, I got more and more time and that just, so that ended up in the Mutineers project where I just, um, I had an idea of doing a project that was based on old blues music, but sounded new um, with new beats and stuff like that. So we did that and um, I was working on it at Brian Pastoria's Harmony Park and Mark. um, So is this, so did you form the band? Is that? Well, it was just me in the studio at first. Okay. And then like my brother came on and and wrote some lyrics. He wrote some of the lyrics to um, Rattle the Cage. Okay. And, um, and brought in other friends and then slowly it kind of morphed into like the gentleman mutineers is me and whoever is available around me at the time. And, uh, it was at, um, Harmony Park with uh, Brian and Mark Pistoria that I met Tommy Valentino 
And it was, <laughs> that was funny because they had, if you, if anybody has ever been to Harmony Park, it was like mm-hmm. a studio up top yep. and then like a, um, a cafe right. on the bottom level. So they were at the cafe eating and they invited me to sit down. So, um, Mark Farner from Grand Funk was there, um, and eating with them. And so I sat next to him and then just immediately started asking him questions about Jimi Hendrix because Grand Funk toured with Jimi Hendrix for a long time. So he's just telling me, and there's this guy in a suit, like to my right. And I had, I didn't know who he was and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really get, you know, nice to meet you. And then he started asking me. <laughs> a typical me, young guy. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> so he started asking me about uh, my music and, and I was just slightly, I think I was slightly cocky with it and, and my, my state of my opinion of what the music industry was and, and what I wanted to do. And, and somehow when I walked away that day, he was like, that guy knows what he's talking about. And I was like, so then I got a call and he's like, he'd like to talk to you more. And, and then he heard some of the stuff and he pitched the band. He pitched the gentleman mutineers band and we got some interest. Um, there was talk of touring, but the guys in the band at the time couldn't tour for various reasons. So mm-hmm. then that turned into um, a publishing via songwriting deal. And yeah. that's how you got writing. That's how, that's how I got my songwriting deal. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was weird. It's still, you know, it's still, it, I mean, it's still great. Like it, it's been great to see, but it's, it was learning a whole new side craft. <laughs> yeah. It was, just, it was definitely learning a whole new side of the business for sure. It's its own, it's its own like organism within the music business, you know. It, I find it fascinating. I'm mean, just doing a little bit of research and thinking about, so when you're writing a song, you don't know who's going to sing it, right? Uh, not, no. And anytime I've tried to write something with that in mind, it tends not to work. That's what I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. So do you, when you're writing a song, do you th- think whether a female or male will sing it even? No. no. Not, maybe, maybe sometimes, but not but not too often. And no, what's I'm just it trying like to make when, the song good. Okay. Well, what's yeah. it like when that song, because you've had some songs that have done really well on the charts. What I, I had a couple country songs that did well on the charts and that was before my deal actually. Oh, um, that got on, that, that got on radio and did all right. Um, what's it like to hear that song? That was weird. It was weirder to hear the karaoke version in Nashville. <laughs> uh, that was a little weirder. Um, my, my, um, my drunk friend and co-producer uh, Matt <laughs> singing it drunk at karaoke it was interesting, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's cool. It's it's cool. You know, it's it's another avenue yeah, in the business. I, but it would... I don't think I've had a hit big enough to like really blow my mind. But I've always been able to like just like right now. I've always just kind of been able to stay afloat. I would still, I mean, I'd love to have that big hit, but I just don't, for me personally, I've tried writing songs a million different ways and it only works for me if it's like off, you know, if it feels authentic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I moved to New York, the first, I was in New York for two years and just trying to get acclimated to that scene. I think I, I did some collaborations that weren't really me. And I think that became kind of apparent. And um, so it really, I really almost had to take it back to like the mutineer stuff and be like, what is it that you really do? What is it that you really like to do? Mm-hmm. And I just think everything I do is kind of based in, in an old soul or old, um, old blues kind of feel. And then it's just about making that authentic today somehow. Well, if, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because uh, I want to have just play Rattle the Cage, but I was going to ask you, um, well, I love what you wrote or the uh, description of the song, that it's a struggle of what happens when the ghosts of the past clash, collide with hope of the future. Yeah, that's very, yeah. Yeah, so. I sound eloquent there. Yeah, <laughs> well, you wrote it. <laughs> um, I may have. That may have been my brother. How did this come about, this song? Um. How did that come about? Um, that was um, my bro- um, I, I collaborate a lot with both my brothers, um, which it's been nice because now we're you know we're all adults with children and mm-hmm. and col- and working with them gives us a reason to kind of like get together and do something and have a common yeah. interest. So it's been really nice. Um, 
So my one brother does all my, uh, all the mutineers, social media stuff. And, and then my other brother is a, is a writer and a musician. So I think rattle the cage. Star, I think I had the idea for rattle the cage, which is like everybody, every, you know, everybody's felt prisoner to their own brain before, I think, you mm, know, um, that. And I, so I think Rattle the Cage came from that. And I think my brother had another song that had all these lines that I liked, but I wasn't quite into the song. And I think when those came together, it became that song. Because hmm. I always wonder, like, for example, when I listen to the song and you're doing a collaboration, like whose story is it? You know, how do you collaborate? Mm-hmm. Are, are the people in the collaboration both feeling the same thing or having that same story or is it just a matter of interpretation? I think it's just interpretation. Yeah. I think everybody comes at everything with a different angle. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to Rattle the Cage. swims in my head I'm begging the Lord to tell the devil we're friends I know the path has been winding in bands I know I'm not done with my suffering yet I wake from the dream with the bad of to taste shake off the remnants of the red and the rage I know I long to get away from this plague I can't seem to fashion a key for this cage so I rattle the cage rattle the cage singing a song while I dig my own grave I sold my soul, but I never got paid. Now all I can do is just rattle this cage. Rattle the cage, rattle the cage. I wrote the book, but got blood on the page. I don't believe a bad man can be saved. All he can do is just rattle his cage. Burn up my bones, cause they're weighing me down. Just something my brain has to carry around. I spent a life swallowed up in this sound For a song you can sing when I'm dead in the ground Tracking these bodies all wrapped around souls Impression on the cities that are wrapped around those No one in their right mind chooses this road I've never been able to do what I'm told So I rattle the cage, rattle the cage Singing a song while I dig my own grave I sold my soul but I never got paid just rattle this cage, rattle the cage, rattle the cage. Out of the book, but got blood on the page. I don't believe a bad man can be saved. All he can do is just rattle his cage. Knees on the ground, head back to the sky. The sky looks back, pouring rain in my eyes. My eyes fill with tears and they fall all around. Wet in the soil, planting me in the ground. Knees to the ground, head back to the sky. The sky looks back, pouring rain in my eyes. My eyes fill with tears and they fall all around. Wet in the soil, planting me in the ground. Yeah. You know, do you know, do you remember all the words to all your songs? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was listening to a song, Never Another, and and there's a line in there about she cries at the part you laugh at. Oh, she cries at the part of the movie you like that. That you laugh at, or you think yeah, is that's, funny. That song's definitely about my wife. Like, that's, that, uh, there's I, a, every line in there is kind of like a. That's a cool it's song. It's like a little. Um, but I've stolen lot. I've actually stolen lines from that song to put in other songs. Can recently. you do that? Yeah. Oh, They're wow. his, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you know when you've written a song? Like, how do you decide whether to sell it to the BMG or uh, to keep it for yourself? I would sell it to either of you guys if you want to buy it. <laughs> 
take this one. I'll take rattle the cage. Um, I, I, like, I don't. I, yeah. you know, I just make them and then I've got other, you know, Tommy, my partner, Tommy Valentino in New York and, and publishing company. And, and, you know, when I was in, when I was in New York more, um, I was able to pitch songs to Joe Cocker who ended up mm. passing away. Um, I know it got pitched. I don't know if you ever heard it, but I know he passed away a couple months later. I hope it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I was uh, just going to say. Uh, um, you know, I, I've gotten to pitch, uh, you know, to a couple pop artists and, and nothing's quite, you know, cleared through yet. Um, I Songwriting like on like a, like a professional songwriter scale is all about collaboration. It's all about numbers. It's all about, you know, like it's all about name. It's it's like a little bit name recognition. So I, I fit somewhere in the middle of that right now. Um, so I do prefer working with like artists and producing and helping them write and, and going that route. I mean, I, you know, I still like if I, there's a, there's a song I wrote um, recently called God bless fools like me. And I haven't like tried to write a country song in a long time. And I wasn't trying to write a country song when I, wrote this one but when it was done like my partner was like this is a country song we have to we have to pitch this in nashville and i was like okay so now we're like preparing to pitch it in nashville in the new year but like Mm -hmm. it wasn't it's just the sentiment of the song that i liked yeah and i think the words are like um god bless fools like me the ones who still believe that love is everything and love can be your friend and love will come again Mm -hmm. like so it's just i like the sentiment and it just like somehow it made it made itself into a country song but Mm -hmm. if i think about it i will mess it up so i just try to get out of the way completely and not so for example like rattle the cage when did you release this um it's actually was released in november oh just november yeah um, okay there was a a more digital version that the mutineers did um, but we never officially released it this version just got released um a month ago and so, um, when you released it, will this go to BMG? And yeah, I mean, they can. Yeah, they can do what they okay. want with it. But we've just released it ourselves, just to get mm-hmm. just to get it out there. Um, it's on an EP called Exile in New York, which I did with my brothers. Okay, so yeah. there is. I mean, you've mentioned your brothers a couple times. There is music in your family. You you said your parents weren't. No, any grandparents? I That's think my unusual. Grandmother, my my grandfather never officially, but like he'd pick up a harmonica and like like play a train music or something, you know? Um, and then, uh, my grandmother played in like a, she played guitar in like an all girl band, um, like during world war two or something. Your it was a traveling, did? my grandmother, your grandmother. And she never, um, but like she, by the time I came around, she didn't remember how to play anything at all. Oh. So, yeah. So I don't know. It could be, is there something you haven't done musically that you would still like to do or what, 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 what is it? There probably is. I'm assuming. Yeah. Make a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. But I'm happy to be making a living. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people. What's changed about the business since you were 17? Since I was 17, the albums don't sell. Um, but I think they're coming back now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, just the way music is bought and it's, it's good and bad. I mean, there's not as much, um, there's not as much money in record sales as there used to be. Or, I mean, that's a a vast understatement actually. And the other side of that is, um, you know, got very, the music industry got very bloated in the nineties with, you know, one good song on a CD and then, and, and then 10 not good ones. And I think that, I think part of the reasons why this generation buys their song for the most part in singles, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like it's back to the fifties where like, you know, back in the fifties and sixties, like they would release singles until there was a, somebody wanted an album, like until there was enough demand demand for an album. Mm -hmm. And like the Beatles were one of those too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a little bit more back to that, but Mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, the way music is purchased and, and consumed now level the playing field a little bit, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And there's a lot more out there. You have to search through a lot more to find. I mean, there's a lot of noise. And right. Cutting through that is really hard. Right. But I do think, 
you know, anybody's got a fighting chance. But that's just it. Do you think there are more opportunities yeah, though now today because of the internet? And, yeah, um, absolutely. And what about the shows? The um, the Voice and well, Idol is no longer for mm-hmm. now. But America's Got Talent, as far as avenues, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a launch pad for people that are trying to. I, th- I think if like um, the summer before I moved to New York, we uh, we opened like two. Sh- we played with the Infatuations and Laith, um, who was did really oh, big on the voice. Was he part of the Infatuations? No, he oh, like okay. it was. Um, I think Laith played, and then we played, and then the Infatuations mm-hmm. played, or, or and I think there's another gig where we opened for him, who opened for the Infatuations. Um, but I mean that that it that worked out great for him. Right, like it gave him a um, a platform right. that he wouldn't have gotten. Uh, you know, playing the kind of music he does, being the age he is, having right. the having the old rock, the, you know, the rocker look he does. With right. The so I th- you know, I think do whatever you know, whatever works for you works. Yeah. And you know, Carrie Underwood is you know huge, oh, huge yeah. artist. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I I know people. It's worked out. F- I don't know people. It's worked. I've seen people. It's worked out for. And there's lots of people that hasn't worked out for. Right. But I think it's a, you know, if that's your boat, you know, it's a roll of the dice. You know. Right. Are you an old soul? Was that? Are you an old soul? I feel old. I mean, like my <laughs> no, body, my body old feels old, like that. But like you, you like that kind of music, and you, yeah. Uh, and some like of the things stuff. you say, I like stuff before my time for sure. Like yeah. I mean, like I like you know older soul music and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, you don't like social media, I've been told. I d- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't do a lot on social media, but. I, I don't actually, I don't actually have anything against social media either. Like there's people that I, you know, that are really good at it. Right. Um, and I, you know, I intend to get a little more active. Just hire coming, somebody yeah. to do that. Well, I did. And that's what my, my other brother does. <laughs> my brother Scott does that. <laughs> but um, I just like, especially this year was really tough with like, with all the, like the country being as divided as it is. Like I just wasn't like, I don't feel like my opinion needs to ring out above everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I come from family. Like my parents have said that, you know, there was years they didn't tell each other who they voted for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like my, my grandfather was a big influence in my life um, altogether. And he, you know, he, he was orphaned and he, you know, joined the military at, at uh, 17 and fought in world war two for like six or seven years or something. He got in right at the beginning and, or like was in the army for, I think he was in the army and then world war II started. And then, and then he stayed on for that and, you know, then worked for Ford for 30 years and then retired to like a, a farm up North or, and just, I spent a lot of time wondering what he would think about things Uh like these, like, and, um, it's just, he was not like, he wasn't a judgmental man. He'd kind of like, he was quiet. He, you know, but he was like ornery and and stubborn in his own way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and, but, and like but he what's had his kind thing. of cool is that he you didn't know which side he went no, with. No, and, and I don't. I, that's yeah. I that's and you're absolutely right about social media. It is kind of amazing how many people just want to give their opinion. It's it's like I always say it's better to know. It's it's better to be a person. I think that people have no idea really which yeah. way you go. Well, what I really like on social media is there's you know there's like you know comedians that I'm like big fans of that have their whole careers gone through social media. You know there's mm-hmm. there's musicians that that done the same. Um, and you know I think Adele was discovered on on social media on her MySpace page back really you know, way back. So like I mean Adele and Adele's amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I'm certainly not against it. Right. I just, I just don't feel the need to throw my opinion right. out yeah. like every moderation. Every two and, right, <laughs> that's all. I think just yeah. being aware of of like anything, there's pros and cons, and yeah, you know, good just, and bad, and all mm-hmm. that. And you just have to, you know, you can't get sucked up into any one thing, or it's I don't right. know, it doesn't feel very good. How many songs have you written? Any idea? No, <laughs> no. How many? I think do you the write good. In I think the good. To, the good to bad ratio is pretty. Would be more interesting <laughs> for me to look at. Like now is like. Really, so how many good songs versus? How well, many how often do you write? Though is it like yeah, like every day? Yeah, I think I write every day. But, do you? But I don't. Um, I don't like sit down to write every day. Mm-hmm. But I've usually got something started. Um, yeah, or I'm thinking about it or bouncing around. Right. I write a lot in the car. 
like oh. just because it's um. So you're one of those drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I do. Your too. Stay your, away. Your daughter makes fun of me a lot. Oh, my daughter son. should not be making fun of anybody she else driving. No. Just so you know, uh, I'm on not your, talking I'm about on Olivia. Your side. Right? No, we're talking no. about Rocky. I'm on your side with that. No, but it will be like I'll be, it'll be like I'll meet you at the studio at this time, uh-huh. and she'll be like, "Yeah, I passed you." Like. I know. Like a long time ago. Oh, I know. Because I'll be the guy like in the fast lane going like 40 because I'm like singing to myself or something. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad when you don't let her drive when you guys go to Nashville. I didn't let her drive. I know. Back. Thank God. Who would you like to write a song for? Is there, or like five people? Let's not even say one. That's too hard. Uh, like of all time or yeah. like currently? Yeah. All time. Oh, all time. Wow. Um. And we won't hold. I'll I mean, go like then. I'd go like I'll go really high then and say like Elvis, Sinatra. Mm. Like who didn't write for themselves back then? Tony Bennett. Really, they didn't. No. Elvis didn't write any of his own songs. No, I think he maybe one or two. Really, but, but he, those weren't for the most part. They oh. were. You, you know what? Solo. You know who else didn't was too write busy for grinding. themselves? <laughs> Is uh, Tr- Trisha Yearwood? I watched an interview with her, mm. and you know she doesn't write her own music, which I was kind of shocked. Most. Uh, a lot of country artists don't write. Really? Them. Yeah. It's it's much more of a Nashville's much more broken up into um Nashville's much more broken up into there's a songwriter, there's a singer, there's a producer. It's it's all oh. it's all way more categorized. But there are like, you know, Zach Brown writes his own stuff. And, okay. Um Garth Brooks. Chris probably. Stapleton, who I love. Mm-hmm. Now, Garth Brooks has written a couple, but Garth mm-hmm. Brooks mostly has outside writers. Really? Too. I'll throw him on that list. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'd be rich. Oh yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Wasn't uh Taylor Swift a songwriter for Tim McGraw before she ever Oh wow. She really her Making first single thing. was called yeah. I know her first single was called Tim McGraw. But yeah, she was she was um she was um signed as a songwriter and then her um the guy that started the guy that she was working under left the company and she went with him. He started his own label and she was the first artist. And Oh wow. And now that's the biggest label in, in oh. Nashville. Now that has Garth Brooks and Reba what, McIntyre. what's the name wow. of that? Maybe maybe not label. Garth, Tim McGraw. What's that? What's an is Big Machine. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well let's listen to uh Let the Sunrise Early. Please let the sun rise early Lord, I need this night to end I have drained every last bottle And I'm still drowning in my head It's too early to go outside And too late to call a friend Please let the sun rise early Let the world begin again my problems I've heard them said too many times There's no way that I can sleep And there's nothing on TV So I'm replaying all these mistakes in my mind Please let the sun rise early Let the hours be erased Cause I lost all my momentum When I lost her warm embrace I know I need to kick these habits And I need to clean this place Please let the sun rise early Let the sunshine touch my face But I could use somebody's hand Too much to get off my chest The questions I have left Too much weight upon my shoulders to stand Please let the sun rise early Please restart the human race All the silence brings the memory Of the thoughts I can't erase My regrets and my addictions 
That's beautiful. That's now, the first time I've heard sound that a little one. Country, yes, I, I think yeah, country sure. when Definitely. I hear that. Yeah, it's. I mean, if it had like horns and like a, if it had horns and like a different and a rhythm behind it, it could be like an old soul song. Mm-hmm. But if you right. sit with an acoustic guitar and I could picture no, is that you playing the guitar. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's no, that was, I was just I did that live in New York. Yeah, like a that was beautiful. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Thanks. Now, are there songs that you you've written that you you don't want to give to BMG or to anybody else. Like you're just, no, I no, don't care. you no. don't care. <laughs> He's no. back to, he'll sell them for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no I, I just like the, I'm, I'm not good at selling period. Like I'm not like, that's not, I'm just not, you know what I mean? And, and my partner disagrees with me when I say that for sure. Cause like, but I'm really honest. Like if we're ever like, I'm just like, this is what I think it is. And this is, but I'm not like a, I need to like. I wish I was better at it. Like, um, um, like more hardcore. Like you guys, sales? Have, you guys interviewed Brian Pistoria. Yes, um, that who, was a great interview. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. A, Brian, like, he's a great salesman, but he's not a great salesman because he's phony or like. Oh uh, no, you, he's just so like you can feel like yeah. what I love about you know Brian is is his he's still a like a. Like when you talk to him about music, you still feel like you're talking to like a twelve year old. Oh yeah, he loves <laughs> like that. Who just heard Zeppelin he for the first loves time? That, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. And that's and what I love it, about him. Right, and and, and um, uh, where like he can he he's got the push, you know, and and um, I'm not as I'm not like I don't have that natural thing because all my focus is always just on the making of things. And, but I think and, that that's true of artists. A lot of artists, um, there, it's they, what you always say. Yeah. They do what you're good at. Let somebody else right. do the, yeah. I would the love to just let everybody do the rest now. for you. Yeah. Next well, time I do a podcast, I'll just have somebody else come in and talk for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you're doing a pretty good job you're here. Doing a so. great job. Okay. I, I do. I think I know this answer, but Zen bulldog. Mm-hmm. So who's the Zen and who's the bulldog? <laughs> I think question. we're both both. Actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, from different angles. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we um, go ahead. Well, I just a couple questions that popped in. Do you ever write? Like, does anybody ever take the words and get rid of the melody, or take the melody and get rid of the words? Oh, yeah, question. for sure. Oh, they do. Recreate it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> no. That's- Oh, huh. it's really rare to get like a bunch of songwriters in a room and have them agree on anything, to be honest with you. Oh. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, like uh, there's a couple uh, collaborations I did in New York where like I was given like a piece of music and did like and wrote over it uh. and handed it back to them. And they're like, well, we like this section. We don't like this section. Um, that's why nowadays, like when you see like Grammy for like record of the year. 17 people go up on stage. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. That's how collaborations that many are done people now. were involved. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it takes wow. a village, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, listening to your song, do you have a hard time listening or do you, do you like it? Um, that was cool. Cause these headphones are really good. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, that's why I closed my eyes because it, I, I love it. Yeah. I have a hard time not analyzing and just listening and, yeah. and enjoying it. Like we, yeah, can, right. we don't, we love. Yeah. And then like uh, to a certain degree, like you stop, like, um, if you work on something for long enough or, you know, you, you don't hear it anymore, no matter what. So yeah. like at just listening, you know, like I hadn't heard the intro song, uh, Rocky's intro song. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you I hadn't heard it in a long time. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Because I stopped listening to it cause I had heard it so many yeah. times, you know, and then. Sorry, so now, but now hearing it again, you yeah. know, was like, oh, that's cool. Like, isn't I like it that a cool song. song? Yeah. I like that song. We, we, you well, know. I think it's funny because when I hear the acoustic version or the the way you guys break it down, oh yeah, uh, that's a cool version. Yeah, me of too. The, yeah, of this time, so too. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's real. It's it's so different and it's really cool. Yeah, I think really she's cool. really found her sound in general, and yeah. I don't think it came super like like she's an amazing singer. But what what are you going to sing? That and that that was a question for a while. Right. And I think I think that, and I think uh, in working with her. 
like finding that was like really cool. That's been like one of the big benefits of this year for me is like, you know, collaborating with her for a while and then like having her find her sound, find her voice. Right. It was really cool. Well, and you wrote Stomp, right? Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I've heard, you know, I've been a couple of places where she has performed that. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, it turned out good. She rewrote the lyrics for herself though. Okay. Like I wrote in a different, like I had a different version, but with a, you know, pretty similar. Yeah. Okay. But she wrote the lyrics for herself. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for giving us your time today. I can't today. believe we're done already. Really appreciate Wait, it. Wait, I want to talk about Bruce Springsteen. Can we just go over two minutes? <laughs> just real quick, because right, I was listening. Skip, we'll skip fortune cookies. Oh, today. no. Throw them out there. All right. You, you do that well, while I... I was uh, listening to an interview by Bruce Springsteen. Um, Who I He love. was talking about his autobiography that was just released, Born to Run. So two questions. What would the title of your autobiography be? Think about it. Um, or maybe you know. Too, too dumb to quit. <laughs> oh, that was oh, oh you thought about it. Yeah, I actually um, didn't. That just popped in. That, <laughs> <laughs> too dumb to quit. That could be okay. a song. Um well and the other thing I and I hadn't told Jackie, but we, I was listening to this interview last night and he was talking about how he wasn't very good of a singer back uh-huh. when. And um and so the interviewer was asking all these questions and, and what do you have to do? Uh, to to be a great musician. And I loved it. I wrote it down because he said, you have to inhabit the song. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Isn't yeah, that so true. a great way to... And then, then they would play clips of him. And isn't that a great description of what he did or yeah, does? I love that. It's like you could just almost feel like the song's just oozing out of him. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I think that that, you know, music or... Music or movies or or paint like art, art in general, comedians, the best ones are the ones that really tell their like their own unique. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything original or that people haven't heard before, but but no. that's but it but it needs to be said over and over and over again because we all need to because people want success so badly that they think that there's a way to to do it and the really, shortcut and really the right. way to do it is to forget about it and yeah and do and, what and you're just, meant to do. to do just be yeah. great i mean just do, do like I, I can't remember who i heard say it but that but i know it was in nashville but somebody was just like it was in some songwriter circle or something and there was a bunch of guys sitting in a songwriter circle like thinking about you know well if we do this and then this and this is more you know chart worthy and blah 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 and there was one guy that was just like this older guy and he was just like just be great just do everything you can to do be, be great yeah, and i was like right that's a philosophy i can like at least then right. you're always shooting at something right and, and you're not analyzing and you're not trying right. to conform to what either the your fans or your producer or you're just doing what it is you're supposed to do it goes back to that book that i'm still not done reading but it's called the element yeah i highly recommend it because it is about finding what it is we're all good at and doing that exactly and yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. along the way finding people that can do the things for us that we're not good at yeah. like yeah. like our ceo right 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 <laughs> and not i mean not putting in many not many people are going to hit greatness but if you're you know, you know, who knows, but we all might, you know, if you just keep, if you just keep digging in the mine, gold might pop out. And you can still enjoy every aspect of it along the way. I mean, you can, you know, do it with a good attitude and with good intentions and right. Right. You know, exactly. All of that. So, all right. Well, thank you, Frankie, Jason Turner. We don't have time to read those. We don't don't think. Wait, I'm going to open mine. Okay. You can read yours, Frankie, if you want. Oh, I get one. Yeah, yeah. It's this is what we do with those. Just so you know, when we that one was pointed to you, it's when we toss our cookies. Uh-huh. It's whichever one is pointed in your direction means that fortune was meant for you. So, start off with the word music before you read it. In music, in music, in music, you will travel far and wide for both pleasure and business. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you you already do. True. Yeah. 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 You already do. What's your say? I didn't open mine. Oh, mine yeah. says sitting towards sitting towards the east may bring you good fortune. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest fortune I've ever the got. Well, Should you, you be in another right room? <laughs> <laughs> you should be in studio too. I think you're um, facing east right. Go ahead, oh, Jess. Good. Well, it's brought me good fortune. Uh, you're going to have a comfortable old age. 
Are you serious? I know. I'm only 33. I Where hate the fortune cookie. That should, cookie. Be, that should be Denise's. <laughs> her that one. Wait a minute. Which, where'd age? you get those fortune cookies? I don't know. They're Why even a they different about font age? on the Are fortune. Are you serious? Yes. Well, you're always complaining. I get the same one. So quit complaining. But Frankie uh, Jason <laughs> Turner, thank you so much for being you. here. And uh, giving Merry us Christmas. your time. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. And oh, you know what? I do want to do a little shout out to um, Chris and Kathy and your friend Sue and Sally who listen and share yes. things all the time. Merry yes. Christmas, guys. Thank you. And fans. thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to finish the end the show with Scorch the Earth by Frankie Jason Turner. By the Gentleman Mutineers. By the Gentleman Mutineers. And. Um, oh, yes. And we want. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we want you to. Remember, sometimes your only available transportation is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap. And Merry and happy holidays. holidays. Oh.